0: Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes 30A through 46H. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the Survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And we're the girls behind Commons by Celebs. And welcome back to another episode. Hey Jewel.
1: Hi Anne. How are you feeling? Good. How are you? <laughs>
0: I personally am really overwhelmed by the level of JLo and Ben content because I think I'm just in disbelief that it can get exponentially better every single week.
1: It is truly unbelievable. I think collectively we're all in that same boat.
0: Yeah. And I think if I really had to kind of evaluate my feelings, I think what's going on for me is that we're in this unique spot where... I feel as though they understand the level of shockwaves that this is sending through the entertainment world. So they're just kind of playing to us. And it's one of those times where I definitely think a lot of this is performative. Like I think it's a real relationship. However, I think they're having fun with the performative elements about it. And I'm so here for that because it makes me feel good that they recognize the level of pop culture magnitude this rekindling has.
1: It's almost like what came first, the chicken or the egg in the sense of what came first, the real relationship or the performative aspect, or did the performative come first and the relationship kind of rekindled as a following. But the beauty of this relationship is that even though I find it to be equally as real as I do find it to be performative, the internet gets to have so much fun with it. No matter what Ben and JLo put out, the way Twitter and Instagram and TikTok all respond to the content we're getting makes it like a million times better than what we were already receiving from them.
0: Yeah, and one, how powerful of a spot is that to be in knowing that one image, one single image has the potential to set off a million memes. And this is not a situation where it was unintentional. You know, this is not like Timothy Chalamet and Lily Rose Depp making out on that yacht, not knowing that was about to be a viral meme. This was very intentional. and. Personally, I see nothing wrong with that. And then on top of that, I think back to our conversation from a few weeks ago, and we were kind of just saying, you know, why aren't celebrities doing more things just to fuck with us or just to have more fun? And in this moment, I don't think that this is them fucking with us. I genuinely have changed my stance, and I think it's a real relationship that just thrives out of the drama that surrounds it. But it's very fun to envision Ben and J-Lo on this yacht sitting with, I guess, a photographer or creative director and kind of just saying, you know what, how are we going to send the internet into a tailspin today?
1: Yeah, they know exactly what they're doing. I mean, we've spoken about this obviously so much. It seems like every single week we're having the same conversation. And by the way, I'm thrilled to be having it because I think there is so much to analyze and delve into there. But J-Lo is a mastermind. She knows exactly what she's doing. So when they post that picture or that paparazzi picture, quote unquote, goes viral of Ben's hand on her ass, recreating the Jenny from the block music video shot, they know exactly what that is going to do to the public and exactly the reaction they're going to get. And that's almost what this entire relationship is, is as excited as they seem to be in it. They then get to share that with the rest of the world, and the rest of the world gets to give them back that same excitement that they're feeling. It's like the most symbiotic relationship you could ever imagine.
0: Yes, it is incredibly symbiotic. And just to think that a few months ago was the whole Raya situation, and I wouldn't even use the word scandal because it wasn't a scandal, it was nothing inappropriate. It was just, I guess, at the very least, you could call it embarrassing for Ben, even though I didn't even view it to be embarrassing. But what a difference a few months makes, huh?
1: Well, that's also the overwhelming thing here is that the timeline is so incredibly confusing. And I don't mean that in a shaming way. I've obviously seen, and I think we all have, so much talk on the internet about J-Lo moving on too quickly and a lot of like very misogynistic stuff in regards to how quickly this moved. I don't view it in that way and I don't mean it in that way. I just think from an ability to like conceptualize this relationship and understand how it started and how we got to where we are, the timeline from A-Rod to Ben is just incredibly, incredibly confusing.
0: Yeah. And it kind of makes me think in a way that she had one foot out the door with A-Rod earlier than we even thought. You know, I know we've spoken a lot about the Madison stuff and kind of just – what surrounded that and how she didn't want to be associated, fine. I think that's all very real. But also it was almost as if she never, maybe, again, I'm completely hypothesizing here and I hope we will get all this information one time when she does a sit down interview. That being said, I imagine it as if The life with A-Rod was really a beautiful setup and it worked and they were very kind of compatible and there was a lot of cohesion with their families and they had similar interests and he was her biggest cheerleader and all of that and that really checked out and that's important to her. However, I feel like the deep passion was missing and that is what I am sensing from these photos regardless of how performative they are. And that I feel like is, if I'm J-Lo and I'm trying to put myself in her mind, that is where I think this hits on such a chord that was lacking.
1: I think the overwhelming question that everybody has is, is this a situation where Ben and J-Lo just never actually got over each other and that's why this works so well? Or was this a really natural rekindling that happened very unexpectedly and neither of them kind of saw it coming, but they both were single at the right time and it just happened. And I think that's what everybody's kind of toying back and forth with.
0: If you had to choose just for your own personal narrative which is the one that you would rather
1: i don't know i think the narrative that i would rather go with is that they just never got over each other because that's the very rom-com romantic view i think we'd all like to have of that situation but it is strange when i see them together that's not the vibe that i get i don't know why but when i when i and maybe that's why i'm having like a hard time deciding how i feel about the relationship in general But when I see them together, I'm not looking at two people where I'm saying, oh my God, they never got over each other and now they're back together.
0: Yeah, I I don't know. I think that's the one that I want to believe, although I'm definitely starting to think that it was maybe more of a just right time, right place kind of situation. I guess also, I'm speaking solely from the perspective of like an observer. It's really hard to make any sort of like intellectually charged analysis when you haven't seen video footage of them together with sound (laughs) like I know that sounds really basic but so far all we've seen is paparazzi photos photos that she's posted photo booth photos and some video footage from them inside of a club and maybe them walking that's it you know you really can tell so much about a couple's dynamic when they're sitting down and they're in an interview together or they're just being filmed speaking. Like to me, the video that Travis and Kylie did, for example, for GQ, when he was answering questions about her, told us so much more about their relationship than any paparazzi photo.
1: Because he didn't know the names of her dogs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but you
1: just their general dynamic, you know?
0: Yeah, totally.
1: I mean, I will say... In terms of JLo and Ben, every video we do get of them, which isn't a ton, like the natural videos, they do seem like they're always
0: laughing. They do, right? They're which... always laughing in those videos. They're He's cracking her up. I just, sorry, total side note for one second, but I wanted to say this to you earlier. You know the video of Travis and Courtney where they were on vacation last week and they were like making out outside? Where he, she's like straddling him? Yeah, she's like fully on top of him. Yeah. Okay, this goes into my point about their relationship because every you know paparazzi photo we've seen of them, obviously, we can tell that they're very close and what they post on their social media it definitely aligns, right? But what would it be like if they were in an interview together where they had to, I don't want to say control themselves, obviously, but that couldn't be the focus. Like, I am so unbelievably curious about what their vibe would be like if they were in a sit down interview, just the two of them.
1: Courtney and Travis, you mean? Yeah. I think that you would get the same vibe. I mean, listen, the thing with them is that they have so much history there. So they already have that base of a friendship. And I think that when you watch them interact, I am sure that is what comes through more than anything else especially when the sexual aspect of their relationship can't be put on display in the way that they're used to. But I think that that's why they work so unbelievably well together and that's why everybody is so on board with them and I don't necessarily mean the public, I mean the people in their own personal lives is because they see the friendship that they've had for many years and the mutual respect that they have for one another and then on top of all of that you have this insane sexual chemistry that they literally just cannot keep their hands off each other and that is I think that's the perfect recipe for every relationship.
0: No, I absolutely think that tracks. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing me with free samples. So I don't know if you guys suffer from allergies, but kind of a new development in my life is that I apparently do. I didn't used to, but in the last few years, I've noticed specifically as the seasons change that I start to have allergies. And to me, There is nothing more uncomfortable than that feeling of nasal congestion. Like you just don't feel like yourself. And I was really looking for something that worked because so much of this stuff doesn't work. And I found Astapro to be really helpful. So I think it could be for you too, if you deal with this kind of stuff. So Astapro is a first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24 hour over the counter allergy spray. And it starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24 hour steroid free allergy spray and AstroPro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. By the way, that 30 minutes thing is real. And for me to have relief in 30 minutes is just a game changer. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with AstroPro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can AstroPro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O-allergy.com, Astapro and go. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Why don't we start out here? Because I think a lot of people think that the first Instagram footage of them was from the yacht. And it actually wasn't because you had to look really closely for it. But Leah Remini had a birthday party, and her and JLo have been friends for a while now. And she uploaded like a series of different photos. And one of them was a photo booth picture of her, JLo, and Ben. And that kind of started circulating. And then it was JLo's 52nd birthday. She was celebrating it on a yacht in Saint Tropez. And let's talk about this kind of strategically, because the first thing that happened was she posted a carousel post on her Instagram, you know, just announcing her 52nd. It was stunning photos of her in a bikini, I'm sure you guys saw. And the last slide was her and Ben kissing. And this happened before the paparazzi, quote, paparazzi photo of the ass grab on the yacht. So let us just take a moment to discuss that, because that was so wild to me. Like, I'll never forget where I was when I saw that photo. I feel the exact same way. I just, I don't know. It it makes so much sense that she's quote announcing this on her birthday and she's doing it in a very kind of JLo, Leo way. But I guess I just wasn't expecting Ben Affleck to be at the end of this carousel.
1: I thought that we would get some sort of Instagram content of them from this trip. I, what I was expecting was for Ben to post for her.
0: Well, that's what you texted me earlier in the day, just kind of wondering whether or not he would.
1: That's what I was kind of expecting. I guess there was always the possibility in the back of my mind that she would have posted something with him in it, but it wasn't where my mind went originally. But when she did post that and with that picture specifically as the last slide, I fucking lost it.
0: But that one little... Instagram post, I think to me is such a perfect representation of what we were talking about earlier, where even that is so strategic. She wants to give it to us, but she wants us to have to work for it a little. And she knows the collective reaction everybody is going to have when they swipe through and that's the last photo, you know, and it doesn't take precedent over her looking amazing in a bikini, you know, like it's just really so perfectly planned. All of it is, I
1: know. It's, It's one of those things, I think that's something that we do is that we really approach certain pop culture subjects from a very historical lens where you can look back at it and be like, these were the really important moments. These were really like, these are parts of pop culture history that you want to tell your kids about. And I just feel like the rekindling of J-Lo and Ben whether it lasts forever or it ends by the end of the week, is just one of those moments.
0: Oh, no, it absolutely is. Honestly, the only one that I can think of off the top of my head that would rival this in my mind would be Jen and Brad. It would be totally different, but I think that's the only one that I would have a similar reaction to. Am I missing one?
1: If they got back together, I think that would be the absolute biggest. And you know what's funny is that maybe it's because I was so young when – Ben and JLo were first together that like if you were to ask me about a rekindling a couple of months ago like in terms of just throw out celebrities that you would want to get back together that it would be crazy if they got back together I don't think I necessarily would have thought to say them now that they are together I obviously can't envision a world where I wouldn't have thrown that couple out but I think Brad and Jen will always be the couple that every single person goes to as the like if one couple could rekindle who would it be
0: Yeah, or even the people that don't actually think it would be in either of their best interest to do it, they can still understand and appreciate the response that that would elicit. I
1: think that response would be another level compared to what we're even seeing now. I I think the internet would literally lose it. They touched hands for five seconds, Brad and Jen, five seconds, if even that, and I've never seen the internet react so crazily.
0: Well, I was going to say that what's so funny about that, because of course that's where my mind went as well, is when that initial photo happens and it was released, they were at the award, it was backstage and you see it's a hand grab and the internet went wild. And then when the actual video came out, you see that it was not nearly as intimate as that photo made it look. People's reactions didn't really diminish. Like there was the instant of oh shit, I guess it's not what we thought. And then immediately right back in and watching the video through the lens of the fantasy they had just created and unwilling to stray from that. Did you notice that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because after that, they also gave us continuing content. Like there was the Fast Times at Ridge On High thing that they did. And then even recently when Jen is doing the Friends reunion and she's talking about guest stars and they, she says, you know, Mr. Pitt was on, they fucking lost it. All she had to do was mention his name and the internet physically couldn't handle it. So I actually cannot imagine what it would be like, A, if they did get back together eventually, or B, if they got back together and gave us the level of content that that Ben and JLo are giving us right now. Like if if Jen and Brad created any of their iconic photos or looks together, I don't even know how we would process that.
0: Oh no. We, we wouldn't, we wouldn't because also on top of everything else, on top of the nostalgia, on top of the hopefulness, the romance, everything else, it would be so off brand for specifically Jen to be that kind of performative, you know, like it's the same, it's a thing that I P- love potentially the most about j-lo but that's just not the way that jen is they're very different they are a different type of performers that's not her medium you know jen is an actress she's not an on-stage performer in the same way that j-lo is so the way that they kind of communicate their art is very different specifically as it applies to their private life like jen Addison just got on instagram a few years ago so on top of everything i think people would just be so thrown off as to how off-brand that is for her and him oh
1: absolutely yes
0: Before we get into the yacht photo, I just want to say kind of to set the scene, this trip to Saint-Tropez was one that A-Rod and J-Lo had planned to go on together. And obviously when they broke up, she decided she was still going to go. She brought Ben along and A-Rod decided apparently again, according to these articles, that he also was going to go and not change his travel plan. So they were both in Saint-Tropez at the same time. I'm sure you saw the photos of him and Eric and Jesse James Decker and obviously her and Ben. So was It's a big enough place where it wasn't an issue, apparently, especially since they were both on their own respective yachts. But if you saw them both there and you were a little bit confused, that is apparently why. But they went to this party and apparently they were holding hands surrounded by a small group of people. And I'm sure you saw the video. We're going to put the link in the description just in case you didn't. But at one point, they played Jenny from the block. And you have to watch because her singing along while there are dancers and servers around bottles of champagne, and he's sitting right there. It was really something.
1: It was a sight to be seen. I'll tell you that much. There's always something for me about when an artist is out and their own song comes on and to see them singing, especially if it's like their most iconic song that is always, I think, interesting for everybody to see. And it's like definitely uh, a moment. But to watch her sitting there with Ben Almost 20 years after the song initially came out, when they were first dating, and it was so iconic then, it literally blew my mind to see that video. And even though the biggest takeaway of the weekend was probably the Instagram post with him at the end, and the shot of his hand on her ass recreating the Jenny from the Block music video, there was just something about the video of the two of them at that club together singing Jenny from the Block that I was like, this has maybe gotten to the point where it's too much for me to handle.
0: The videos always do it for me. Like I was saying earlier, this one, not even to the full extent because we couldn't hear the audio of what they were saying to one another, but you get so much from the body language in a video that you just simply cannot get in a single frame photo. Oh, of course. Okay. So we then get the hand on the ass yacht shot heard around the world. Immediately, the internet goes into a frenzy and all of the comparison photos are made from this and of course, the iconic shot from the Jenny from the Block 2002 music video And while we're all kind of processing these memes, a theory has started to circulate. And do you think it's worth me reading this caption?
1: Oh, absolutely, yes.
0: So there's this woman, Casey St. Ange, and she's actually Busy Phillips' co host on Busy's podcast. And she has this kind of long-winded theory that apparently she's spoken about on the podcast. I personally hadn't listened. I only saw it on Instagram. We'll put her information in the description because she's really been following this kind of, kind of, I would say, scientifically. And so you definitely should look at that. But she basically posted a compilation of all of different photos from 2002 and then also now. So she writes, Sticking by my theory, stated on episode 40, that JLo and Ben Affleck, aka Benifer, are giving us a shot for shot remake of her iconic video for Jenny from the Block for the song's upcoming 20th anniversary. Just keep in mind for you guys, it was released September 2002, so it would be September of next year. Okay, back to reading. Let's examine the evidence I've compiled so far. This May, Ben was seen wearing the watch JLo gave him in the original video. On seeing this, my immediate first instinct was they're remaking the video. Am I a witch? Yes. Did that mean I was right? We'll see. On June 14th, Ben and Jen were snapped at a dinner together by paparazzi. People focus on the fact that it was their first public kiss since rebooting their romance. I focus on the placement of everything at that dinner, including the angle the paparazzi were shooting from. Very similar to the shots of Ben and Jen at dinner secretly being shot by paparazzi in the music video. Jen even seems to be wearing a similar up-and-down hairdo. Did this confirm I was on the right track? Not just yet. I said, call me when they're on a yacht together. That's when I'll know. Well, guess what happened today? Ben, Jen, yacht, bikini, kissing. Did he kiss her ass on the yacht? I don't know. I guess we'll find out when the video comes out, which I'm now 98% sure must be happening. If anyone sees Ben putting gas in Jen's car, call me immediately. She then did kind of like a caveat. A lot of people are nervous that if what I prophesized was true, it means the romance is a sham. Folks know that is not what anyone is saying here. I believe the romance is as real as it was the first time, okay? I'm here for it and I'm rooting for them, but I also want this video. And then she said, P.S., if they're not remaking this video for the 20th anniversary, the only other explanation is that they are subconsciously reenacting every scene from it without realizing because it was such a pivotal moment in their lives, which would be deeply romantic, but also deeply disappointing to me. I don't know about you, that rocked me. It's some compelling evidence for fucking sure. Yeah, I mean, if, okay, I'll put it like this. If it's not specifically for a remake of the video, it's definitely for some sort of comparison photo, unless at the very least, it's really just to send the public wild. But I don't know, I'm kind of, I'm into this, or at least I want to be into it.
1: I so wholeheartedly love the idea that there's even the possibility that the content that they're putting out is for something like this. You know what I mean? Like, it's just too good that... Everything they're doing, even if it's not on purpose, even if it's just performative for showing that they are together, could somehow end up in a scenario where they do a 20th anniversary video of Jenny from the block, shot for shot recreation. Like, I cannot even believe that we live in a world where that could happen. It just seems too good to be true.
0: No, I'm telling you right now, I would absolutely lose it. Although it just seems kind of feasible to me. I don't think it's the craziest thing. I... I don't think it is either. I mean,
1: I when I read that the first time, I was like, you know, because we got sent it a lot. That really went around. And when I saw people sending it and be like, this theory, I was like, okay, this is, this is probably going to be dumb, but I'll read it anyway. And when I read it, I was like, oh, there are definitely some points being made here and some co- compelling evidence coming forward.
0: Well, if everything that we think about J-Lo is true, which as we know it is, meaning that she knows how to constantly be the center of the press cycle, she knows how to, I don't want to say reinvent herself because that's not the right term, but really just maintain relevancy in a pretty profound and I would say prolific way, then this would be the ultimate. I mean, I think that that is the pinnacle of a person who really knows how to cling on to their nostalgia while not making it seem old and really just revitalizing their art in a way that also feeds into the pop culture addiction.
1: Oh yeah. A a million percent. It's so funny to me because, well, let me ask you this. Do you see them still together come September,
0: 2022? Julie, like I said earlier, I am the ultimate audience. I am their target audience. So yes, I am in it. Like I'm trying to actually downplay it a little bit on the podcast because I don't want to sound like a fucking moron, but I am so deeply into this and I genuinely am like, they're in it for the long haul. Like, I want to say that and I don't care how wrong I get it because I need to fully immerse myself in that state to really, I think, reap the full benefits of this excitement.
1: Wow. Because those are two very different things, being here for it and loving the content that's being put out and being obsessed with it every single step of the way is a drastically different feeling than saying they're in it for the long
0: haul. I know. (laughs) I think the two just kind of came together for me because I'm so here for what they're putting out that I am thinking about it on a grander scale. Again, I recognize there's a very large possibility that that doesn't happen. But I guess when you asked me earlier, the two narratives, the one is just they were never really single at the same time. And the second one is they've never lost it for each other and now it's this like intensely passionate rekindling and we were saying we don't know but we want to believe the second like hey why not believe the one that's more fun to believe I don't know I just don't know if I can Yeah I it's because for me I I I can recover from <laughs> from a heartbreak
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's that I can't recover it's that I think that like I don't think that me saying that and not being able to say that, like, oh, they've just loved each other this whole time, and this is just this passionate rekindling of that love, is me protecting myself in any way, shape, or form. I just don't know if I can like conceptualize that and believe it to the fullest extent because I just I don't know if there's a blueprint for that.
0: I just want you to check in with yourself and make sure that it's not because you are subconsciously protecting yourself. Because if it was, I wouldn't blame you or judge. No, you. No,
1: it's it's definitely not that.
0: Okay, so there's no self-preservation happening here.
1: No, because the way I feel about them is the aspect that does it for me about the two of them is so much more the performative than it is the love. Like, it's not that I don't believe that they love each other or that it's real. Again, I I do, I'm like on board with that fact. But the overwhelming sense that I get from them that makes me so invested in this relationship is the content that they're giving us.
0: Well, let me tell you something. I don't know what's going on with me because- Recently, I've done a little bit of a 180 on the Sean Camila thing in the sense of I used to think it was 100% a PR move, especially when their song was coming out. And now I've just seen so many videos of them together and I'm like, you know what? I think at the very least they really enjoy spending time together. Like I think it's a real thing. I I don't know if it started as a fake thing and it evolved into a real thing or it always was real and it just the the roots of it felt so contrived or maybe we were just cynics. But personally for me, I've gotten way more on board with that one than I ever had before.
1: I will say that I never, ever thought that they didn't have fun together. I never, ever thought that whatever they had wasn't rooted in loving spending time together.
0: Yeah. Right. Anything else you want to mention about JLo and Ben?
1: I think that's it. I mean, I'm sure next week we will have a whole other discussion about them because the content just simply never stops. But for this week, I think I'm content with what was
0: said. I just need him to comment. That's all I need.
1: Well, that was a really hard thing for me that he didn't comment.
0: Do you think he maybe would?
1: I guess I have it so in my head that when the Ana de Armas pictures were posted, he commented about the photo cred that in my mind, I'm like, why wouldn't he then comment for this? But who knows? Maybe that was a one-time thing that we got and that's all we're ever going to get from him.
0: Goddamn. Oh. I, know. I know. I'm praying. I, I, I think it's feasible. I actually really do.
1: I think that eventually he'll he'll post her.
0: Yeah. Well, you guys know we will be there immediately when that happens. As long as there's a comment on his. <laughs> well, exactly we were I, I said to you I was like, I know we could do a roundup of all of the celebrity comments, but we were both on the same page of like if it's not from him, fuck it because you know what the normal people's reactions were better than the celebrities
1: yes, yes, yes. That's what something we can do is, and we did this a little bit where we posted some of the Twitter reactions, but I think we can keep up with those too. Because that's the best part of it. The Twitter reactions make this entire relationship worth watching. Honestly, I would love it on its own. If I didn't have the element of it to watch all of the jokes that come from Twitter, all of the responses, every single person's reaction, I think I would have lost interest because that is the element of it that makes it,
0: The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. I mean, let me just be really honest with you guys. The stories this week are minimal, which is fine because the JLo and Ben stuff is so fun to talk about. And obviously our enthusiasm for that is off the charts. But (laughs) before we even started, I sent Julie, Justin Sylvester's story because he does like the Daily Pop you know, lineup of what they're going to talk about. And the three were Jalen and Ben go Instagram official, Machine Gun Kelly trashes his new movie, plus Diane Sawyer shoots her shot, dot, 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 with Ted Lasso, which is regarding a tweet that Diane Sawyer sent. And then Ted Lasso, like the fictional character, not Jason Sudeikis, responded on Twitter. And so when I saw that, it made me feel better that other entertainment commentators also recognize this is a slow week.
1: It was a slow week and that's okay. We have those, but- The MGK thing to break down is interesting because I think a lot of people were confused and that's less of a story about discussion the way we were talking about JLo and more just like, what is going on here?
0: Yeah, because keep in mind, you know, Megan Fox and MGK met on the set of that movie, Midnight in the Switchgrass. It was directed by Randall Emmett. And obviously, you know, they had a seemingly good relationship with Randall and La La. They were on their podcast together. That's when they kind of got deep about their relationship. And in a weird way, Randall Emmett has become a little bit of a side character, at times an invisible one, in their relationship because when you think of the way that they met, he's always somewhat there. You know, Without him, the movie wouldn't exist in the way that it did. So it's kind of like a weird role that he played, although it it was kind of a prominent one. Yeah, definitely. So what happened was, it was the premiere for the movie last week, and two things happened. First of all, Megan and MGK both weren't there. Megan said that it was because of fears regarding COVID. And then Lala posted an Instagram story from the premiere and she was posing in front of the movie poster. And she wrote, so excited for this. But when you actually looked, the text was blocking out Megan's name. And so people kind of took that as shade, or I guess we're speculating if that was shade. And then MGK tweeted, if I don't talk or tweet about a movie I'm barely in, it's because it's trash. So after that, Lala denied that her Instagram story was any sort of shade towards Megan. She told Access Hollywood, quote, I'm not very subtle when I shade people. If I was upset, I would have just straight upset it. Which honestly, like kind of true. We saw the way she handled the 50 cent stuff. And then Emil Hirsch, who's also in the film, posted on Instagram about MGK. Basically, he posted MGK's tweet that I just read and he made the caption, we definitely disagree here, Coulson. Nothing but respect to you guys though, especially because you and Megan are so fucking great in this movie and then Randall commented agree thank you and tagged you know three people so that's kind of where this nets out i know it isn't necessarily the most exciting thing but i do have to wonder what happened because you know his tweet clearly was shade something must have gone down i don't know if it was financial i don't know if it was what it was but it's not like everything's kosher
1: no definitely not i mean listen
0: the
1: movie was in terms of response and critics was definitely not received well. It has a think a 16% on Rotten Tomatoes and the reviews of it were just not good to me. It's really interesting to be in a movie and talk about it in such a way, especially before it's even officially out. And for MGK, he had such a small role in it that it's not like he even had to say anything But Megan is the star of this movie. Like he very easily, if he didn't want to talk about himself in the movie, if he didn't want to hype up the movie, he could have hyped up her and he could have hyped up their relationship without ever having to talk about it.
0: I completely agree. I thought it was totally classless, actually. I think just don't say anything or, you know, have an excuse similar to Megan's. But I think it, you know, you're allowed to have beef with Randall. You're allowed to have a certain amount of feelings. But at that point, you are now not just impacting yourself, you're impacting the other people that worked really hard in it. And like, again, not like this movie was going to blow out the box offices. That's not what I'm saying. But I just think that it's a really selfish and actually immature approach.
1: It is. It would have been so easy to just either say nothing or if you felt like you had to say something, you didn't want to acknowledge your own role in it or you wanted to maybe let people know that you know that a movie that you were in just wasn't good. It's so easy to just say like I'll always be thankful for this movie because it's where I met Megan and leave it at that. Right? Megan to say the same if she if she felt like she had to say something.
0: I I so agree with you. And actually, listen, it's not like I feel. I definitely don't feel the same. I don't give a shit. But it's not like I feel that either of them need to be indebted to Randall Emmett because he is the reason that they met. Like, no, I'm not getting like that. However, factually, that was the reason for their. You know, union. And so you would think that he would just handle it with a little bit more grace. But you know what? We've learned about him, not that he's a bad guy by any means, but grace doesn't seem to be one of his strong suits. And that's okay. It's not for everyone. But I guess it's not surprising. It's just a little classless, if you're asking me.
1: Yeah, it did come across that way.
0: Let's talk about baby making for a second, because it's really not as simple as it's made out to be, meaning, There's just factually a lack of knowledge surrounding how to get pregnant. And kind of, you know, for many of us, we spend our lives trying to prevent unwanted pregnancy. That when you do want to conceive, there's almost a lack of understanding and resources, which is why I want to introduce you to Free to Fertility. Free to Fertility is the only one stop shop that makes it easier to make a baby with a set of solutions for everything from egg and sperm health to ovulation tracking to conception aid. And basically what Frida is doing is simplifying the journey to parenthood with products that help you go from trying to making a baby. And their products are innovative, easy to use, accessible from ovulation prediction to at-home insemination kits. They're kind of revolutionizing the conception aid game with the at-home insemination kit, which is almost, you can think of it as like a modern, effective solution to the turkey baster. This is baby making simplified. Find Frida Fertility on Amazon, Target, and select CVS near you. Okay. So in terms of the Kardashian recap, obviously by now you all are aware of Kanye's listening party. It was last Thursday in Atlanta at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And I think this is pretty well known, but the location was actually an homage to his mom because she earned her master's degree from Atlanta University. And she also launched her teaching career at Morris Brown College, which is an HBCU that's located kind of like in the heart of Atlanta. So That was, he was also born there, and a lot of him having it there was apparently, you know, kind of just as a tribute to her. And I'll say, just generally, like top level, if I had to envision what Kanye would have done, it would have been very similar to this in the sense that it was just so Kanye, don't you think?
1: Yeah, it was incredibly Kanye.
0: And apparently, you know, some of the things that were a little bit more behind the scenes is that he reserved 5,000 tickets for faculty, staff, and students of Clark Atlanta University, Morehouse College, Morehouse School of Medicine, Spelman College, and Morris Brown College and ITC. And you know, the, the thing that was, I don't know if it was as heavy of a point of discussion, but something that I definitely noticed at least a lot on Twitter was that the ticket prices were relatively accessible. And that was very intentional on his part, apparently. You know, he wanted this to be an inclusive event that didn't have this sort of elitist vibe to it. He wanted people to experience it.
1: Yeah. The biggest discussion in terms of prices was about the
0: food at the event. (laughs) Yeah. But there were even that, like there was so much clarification about that because initially this photo goes viral of, you know, chicken fingers and the price is like $65. And somebody reached out and said, no, I worked in that venue for years. That was actually the price for the suite. That was like the large price. So it just goes to show how, listen, I am not really a Kanye fan by any means. However, people were so quick to want to just come down on him for every single aspect without getting the full story.
1: Yeah. And that's, typically how it is. But no, this event was so Kanye from top to bottom, especially with the fact that after it, the album didn't even drop, which is the most Kanye thing I could ever even imagine. But I think that all in all, this was one of those events where no matter who you were, you were at least absorbing some amount of information about it, whether you were the person that was there because you cared beyond belief and needed to be there for that listening party, or you were just getting glimpses of it from Twitter. I think it was one of those things where every single person, whether they wanted to be or not, was very aware of this event going on.
0: Totally. I asked you right before, I was like, what do you think the odds are that the album actually drops? And you were like (laughs) 50-50. I I mean, I
1: had a feeling it wasn't going to, but the fact that the event happened in the first place and there was a album to be played was uh, I thought the very least impressive to me. What's also interesting is that and I think definitely worth talking about is that there is a Jay-Z verse on one of the songs, which has not been the case in a very long time. And we were very unclear on what the status of their relationship was. And apparently that verse was written like the day of or the day before. So I think a lot of people were especially interested to hear that.
0: The amount of memes and tweets and just viral content about, you know, saying, okay, once Kim, once Connie quote, dropped Kim that Jay-Z is willing to come back into his life was out of pocket, I will say.
1: Yeah. No, you're not wrong. It was insane. Were you surprised at all by Kim being there? Because I wasn't in the slightest.
0: No, I wasn't at all. I really wasn't. And honestly, I knew – or not knew – I really thought that she would go with somebody and I thought the person would be Chloe. And so it made so much sense to me the fact what they were wearing – You know, the fact that her, Chloe, and Jonathan were there, the fact that she brought the kids. If you asked me to envision kind of what I thought it would be like, it was exactly that. Everything down to the glasses.
1: Oh, yeah, me too. I mean, you asked me last week, did I think that they were going to promote the album? And I always said absolutely because they're so good in that way. But I also, as soon as this event was announced, I knew she would be there because – even if it wasn't for her, even if Kim didn't necessarily want to attend, which I think she did because she's always been incredibly supportive of him, and even in her you know even when she spoke about him following the divorce, she said, you know she'll always be his biggest fan, and she'll always be supportive of him, but there was no way she was going to deprive her kids of the opportunity to be there
0: no, and also because I think so much of this was for his mom it wasn't at a, at a certain level, it's not even about Kanye, you know it's about his mother and Kim, especially losing a parent, knows what that's like. And I think that if the roles were reversed and they had this profound opportunity to honor Robert Kardashian in a certain way, that Kanye would want to be there for Kim and for the rest of the family. Like, I just, I think that she very much gets it. And then, you know, there was that line in one of the songs where he says he's losing his family. And apparently, you know, this is according to E News, he told her about that line ahead of time and didn't want to kind of blindside her. Cause if you saw the, the tweets about it, it was that he's on his knees and you saw that there was that video where he kind of dropped to the floor about that line. And I guess everyone in the stadium was kind of looking at Kim, but apparently according to the sources, he didn't do it in any sort of like a malicious way. You know, that's like we said, it's him expressing himself through his art. And I think giving her a heads up is the kind of respectful thing to do.
1: Oh yeah, totally. I know there was a lot of speculation following this about whether or not they were getting back together, whether or not people thought they were about rumors about it. I personally don't think that that's what that means, but I think what you're seeing is the two of them headed towards like a very healthy co-parenting relationship that you're going to start to see a lot more of them doing things together. I know they were very recently in San Francisco together as a family. So I think that it's not that they're getting back together, but I think you're going to continue to see her supporting him in this way.
0: I think so too. I would be absolutely floored if they got back together at all, but I mean, that's just my stance. Right. Anything else that you wanted to mention, Kardashian-wise?
1: No, I, I think that's it. It was a slow Kardashian week, weirdly enough.
0: Yeah. I mean, Amelia and Scott on the boat with the Hermes blanket, but what are we really about to say about that? I, I, I don't have a lot. I guess we should end it on a happy note, which was um, Justin for Valenciaga was really, really, I think, particularly spectacular. I have to agree. Truly <laughs> yeah. was not- She like, she's not going to ever, um, I just know you recreate the reaction, nor could you, but I just want you guys to know that she wasn't well when it first happened. There was a lot of like, a lot of chaos going on in Julie's mind. How could you be okay though? No, I, I hear you. It's just, you know, he really, I mean, he does it for me too, but he really does it for you.
1: The thing is, and the way I feel about Justin is that when you have a childhood crush on a celebrity. It's supposed to dissipate at a certain point. And the fact that with him, it somehow keeps getting stronger to the point where like you like fell in love with him when you were thirteen years old and he was wearing a purple American apparel hoodie, like zipper hoodie. And now he's in his 20s, modeling for a Balenciaga campaign, like, that it's not supposed to happen like that. Like, you're supposed to have a childhood crush that dissipates, and you're like, oh, remember that guy I used to like when you were younger and you had posters on your wall? Like, I would put a poster back on my wall of that Balenciaga campaign right now if I thought it wasn't weird.
0: <laughs> I know, it's a, it's a unique case. I, I fully recognize that, and the fact that it's tracked with you and it's grown with you, you oftentimes outgrow it. He just grew with you. He went through a little bit of a questionable phase, but you were in there really from day one, and I just... I just love it for your sake and I, I, for mine as well, but really for you. Thank you. I love that you're on board. I'm so on board. I mean, Julie, he's, he's very sexy. I, yeah, I could do without the entire body being covered in tattoos, but he is objectively very sexy. It works for him. Okay. Well, we love you guys so much. We'll see you later this week for Kardashians. Isabel and I will see you later this week for Bravo. And thanks for listening. We're so lucky we get to do this.